For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Well, it is Monday, the 24th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here, joined, of course, by Shane Lee. How you doing, Shane? Are you into a manifesting at all? No, I used to date a girl that was really into it. Because <laughs> oh. I, I, I... I tell you what, she must have been manifesting a breakup in her whole time because that seemed to be what ended up happening. Because I, that... I was manifesting rain, mate, and it's pissing down here in Sydney and it rained in England, mate. So we'll talk about that mm. with the cricket. How good. Yes, of course. I love that. I love all. We'll have to get into that during today's episode. We're going to talk Women's World Cup update, of course. Australia retains the Ashes in a way that has definitely pissed off Pierce Morgan. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of NRL to talk about as well. I'm going to share some bets with you because I feel like I'm a little bit of Shad Stradamus at the moment after the weekend's NRL. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Well, we have to talk about the biggest sporting spectacle that is happening in Australia right now, and I tell you what, it is alive. The FIFA Women's World Cup. It, I forgot how frantic a World Cup is, mm. Shano. The amount of games they fit into each day and... You kind of feel like, geez, it's moving forward so fast. Um, I'm obviously up in Brisbane. The front of Suncorp Stadium has been ripped down. Mm-hmm. There's no Suncorp on the stadium. It is all covered with FIFA Women's World Cup. There's Coca-Cola, McDonald's out the front, big activations. And the the whole place was thriving with England and Nigerian mm. fans over the weekend. How are you loving the World Cup so far? Loving it. Three key games to talk about. Sweden beat South Africa 2-1. Which was thought well, that was a that was a really good game of football actually. Um, the Netherlands, bit of an upset, took down Portugal one nil. Um, and the biggest surprise made on the weekend was um, the France uh, uh, were held a bay by um, Jamaica, so it was a nil all draw there. So a few of these results not quite going what people are expecting them out, which is great. It opens the door up for the Aussies a lot, I think. Yeah, well, the tournament was kicked off with a bit of an upset mm. as well with New yep. Zealand yep. Um, winning their first ever World Cup game. Uh, mm. They won it on home soil and it was against Norway, who are who are up there as one of the tournament heavies. Yep. yep. So there's a lot of action happening already. This is what you love about a World Cup, though. That's it's right. It's like in the pool stages, one upset can really throw the whole, you know, pool stages out of whack. That's it, mate. You know? So it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, what the results will be moving forward. And think, oh, let's have a look at some of the groups here, uh, if we can. Yep. I just want to have a look at uh, you know who you're kind of backing in each pool. Okay. 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 So pool A: Switzerland, New Zealand, Norway, the Philippines. The Swiss and uh, the Kiwis are the ones we've gotten a win so far. I'm backing another host to get through. I want New Zealand as a host nation to win that okay. pool. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Um, are you, are you well, feeling the same, I, I, or have you still got some nah, dirty ties? <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I still feel Norway's going to be close to getting through, but we'll have to wait and see now, mate. But um, maybe the Swiss there then. Okay, nice. Yep. Australia, Canada, Nigeria, Republic of Ireland. I said Nigeria and England in the week. That's not who played. It was Nigeria's in Australia's pool, yep. my bad. But uh, Australia, Canada, Nigeria, and Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the top two there, Australia. Obviously, Australia and going to be up in there. Uh, you've got England, Denmark, China, and Haiti. That's a pretty foregone conclusion. I feel like it's Denmark and England are just going to yep. breeze through that one there. The United States, who are probably the big boogeyman in this whole mm-hmm. uh, tournament at the moment, they're looking to win a record three in a row. Yeah. Yep. And they're still looking the goods. 3-0 was their win over no, the weekend. They, they look strong. They look the most put-together team all around the paddock um, from their defence right through their attack and their, and with the, probably the strongest midfield in the competition. So, yeah, I have to say they're still probably the favourites in my, in my eyes. And Netherlands sitting in there as well. Yep. Uh, France and Jamaica drawing in their pool. The others yet to play Brazil and Panama. Mm. you still got to think France are going to walk through that. Even though, well, they, I guess you're right, though. They do look, you know, yeah. you know a draw is not the best thing. No, there's, riot, uh, there's riots in France only a few weeks ago. There might be riots, riots again soon. <laughs> uh, group H is Argentina, Sweden, Italy and South Africa. Sweden beating South Africa. The others yet to play at the moment. Mm-hmm. I like Argentina. They came in. They made a little political statement when they got here, remember? I, yes, I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm liking where they're going to move forward. And then I want Colombia. To win in the Colombia, Germany, South Korea, Morocco group there. Just I love the country. I uh, went over there for a lovely holiday um, for the art, obviously. Yeah. Um, never mind. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some exciting matches moving forward. It's obviously taking over yeah. Australia at the moment. Today we've got Italy, Argentina playing, Germany, Morocco and Brazil and Panama. Uh, can we get a quick update on the Open from across the weekend, Shane? Did you get a chance to catch any of it? Yeah, the, the British Open, Brian Harmon held on to his lead. He, he wobbled early doors uh, with, a, with a bogey, hit one ball out of, ground, um, out of bounds and had to take a drop. But yeah, 13 under to win um, his first major. The, the prize pool here was $16.5 million, by the way. Um, it's a big, big number. He's the, only, he's the third only um, left-hander to win at uh, Royal um, uh, Liverpool. Um, Jason Day tied second um, with seven under. So he's uh, an Aussie who's had a pretty tough time of late, um, but came good. He's starting to show promise again. Uh, and Minwoo Lee was the next best Aussie at, at plus four. So, yeah, all in all, um, Brian Harmon, the winner for the first time in a major. There you go. A big win for him. Let's go for another winner. I know you've been itching to talk about it. We mentioned it up top. The Ashes, the rain dance was in full swing from across Australia. And now uh, Australia managed to salvage the Ashes again uh, thanks to a draw. Mate, that ground was as wet as an otter's pocket, mate. It was was soaked and they were never getting on. the, the funny thing for me, they, both teams went to the ground, England needing five wickets for the last day, Australia having having to survive. Um, but now we have an unassailable 2-1 lead, um, so we retain the Ashes. We'd like to win it 3-1, to be honest. Um, but for me, mate, it was Pat Cummins' interview um, after the match. He looked rattled. Mm. And I know, I know Pat pretty well, and first time I've seen him look really, really rattled. He was stumbling and sort of on his words, and he didn't really know what to say. He looked quite... I won't say embarrassed, but I just think now he doesn't want the job. I don't think he wants to be Australian captain anymore. I think it's just too much for him. I think playing in England when they get on top of you, it is suffocating. Mm. Uh, and I think this has really, really got to him, mate. And I think he just wants to go back and become 
what he is is a fantastic fast bowler and a, and a great lower order batsman. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all too much, and I think you might see the change of the guard post this series. Interesting. Now, what, what's your mm. view on the uh, Piers Morgan is obviously going nuts, um, yeah. him tweeting out, uh, has there ever been a less deserved retention of the ashes from the Barstow debacle to the rain-soaked fiasco? It's an absolute farce that smirking Australia have ended up with the urn still in their hands, England comfortably the better side as the test showed gutting. What's your view on that? Piss <laughs> off, Piers. <laughs> Mate, if, if they played a bit better in the first two test matches and throw stupid wickets away... They, they might be holding the urn themselves, but they, they faltered in the first two games. You can't take that away from the Aussies for winning. So, look, have they played good cricket since then? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and they've turned the pressure around, but, hey, it's too late. The, 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 the series was gone in the first two matches. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny. Look, so, social media is a wonderful thing sometimes. People have gone yeah. uh, digging through his uh, uh, Twitter and yep. finding uh, some tweets of his from back in 2013. The last time England actually won the Ashes, is that correct? Ten years mm, ago? Yep, yep. Um, uh, where he was tweeting, boom, rain for the Ashes, or another tweet where he said, I'm dancing in LA waiting for the rain to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. You have to be very careful on social media. We all know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the Aussies win, uh, all wins up. Let's get into a quick break because uh, up next we've got to talk AFL, NRL, and I do want to quickly mention F1. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Well, let's get through it quickly with the AFL here, uh, Shano. Your Swans get a win uh, on the weekend. And if we look at the table, things mm-hmm. are looking quite interesting now, aren't they? They are. So the Swans, uh, was their second win in a row. Uh, we beat Frio 105-76. to 76. The, the exciting thing is Buddy Franklin was at his best, um, and it's been a while. Um, he's 36 years of age now. He booted three goals. Um, and had 11 um, uh, uh, disposals. He, um, but he also helped out with two other goals as well. So that puts the Swans now to 12th on 34 points. That's um, that's two wins out of the eight. Yeah, very um, interesting. Mm, yeah, so they're they're, they're on a charge. Um, they got a decent run home, but uh, look, the way they played last year, they're, they're getting players back. You never know with the Swans, but it's still going to be a tough road to get to the finals, I think. Yeah, and then let's talk about the other team that's on a bloody charge mm. here, Carlton, uh, yes. getting another win. Obviously, it was West Coast. It was almost a foregone conclusion, as people would think. But how is this? Uh, Carlton, with that win, the, they join a select few teams. In fact, it's only Geelong, the other team to have done this, to win five AFL or VFL games in a row by 50-plus points. The 89 mm. Geelong side did it with six in a row. Uh, yep. The 2008 Geelong side did it, and now Carlton has done it. Uh, five wins in a row, 50-plus points. You want to talk about the latter? They are now on 38 points, equal with Geelong in 8th, Richmond in 10th, GWS, St Kilda, and the Bulldogs all on 40 and probably nervous as we get to the last few games of the season. 
It has been a bizarre season for Carlton. Mm. They lost six in a row, don't forget, at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, and then since then, they came back. Um, I think one of the board members actually really stood up um, for Voss, the coach, uh, gave him his support, which he really appreciated. They turned it around against the Gold Coast in that big win. I think it was 59 points up there. Then, as you said, beat the Hawks by more than 50, Freo by more than 50, Port Adelaide. Mm. And then now they go and just destroyed the West Coast by 140 to 69. Well, everyone's done, done that this year. Now the big but, one um, is the, Collingwood. Collingwood yeah. is the next game for yeah. Carlton, and it's going to be quite an interesting one. I mean, look, Collingwood should win that convincingly yeah. top of the table, but Carlton beat <laughs> beat Port to ruin their yeah. chances of being at the top of want, the table. Do you, have, do you want to have a bet, mate? Oh, my God. Chad? I lose too much money on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I bet you they don't. Uh, Carlton don't beat um, the Pies by 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy if they don't get beat by 50. That's let's right, Let's just yeah. keep that in there. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. go to, uh, quickly, before we get into NRL, I just want to quickly mention this. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo returned to the... F1 circuit overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pl- he was obviously driving in what formerly was uh, Toro Rosso, now Alpha Tori, obviously, which is a bit of a full circle moment for Danny Ricciardo. Uh, for those wondering where he finished, he finished 13th, which is where he qualled, mm-hmm. um, ahead of his uh, teammate as well, which is, uh, you know, that's good for him. You know, he managed yeah. to be the, yeah. the better driver in Alpha Tori. But the um, fascinating part to it was in the drive... Danny Ricardo actually stayed on these medium tires for 40 laps. Wow. Um, during the race. And apparently, what happened was uh, I didn't get to ca- catch all of the race, but uh, he was driving through and they wanted him to come in and pit. And he was like, I think I'd do better on the clear air. I'll make the tires last. Yep. And yep. his pit actually backed him. Which, wow. when you think that what's kind of happened in Danny Ricardo's career, we've seen many a time where he's had to. You know, pit for the number one driver or, yes. you know, let yes. X person pass, blah, blah, blah. But it was quite an impressive show to get into 13th. But the real Aussie of the day, it has to be our man yep. Piastri finishes yeah. fifth. Yeah. Uh, getting himself 10 points in the uh, Drivers' Championship. A fantastic run for McLaren with Lando Norris, his stablemate, uh, finishing at second as well. And Max Verstappen making it a record, yet another win. Uh, 13, in 13 in a row for Verstappen. Yeah, man. Is that right? Mental, uh, what is happening with him at yep. the moment, which is crazy because Hamilton was up there with him at pole. So you were kind yep. of thinking there might have been a bit more of a battle there. But that's the F1. Let's go to NRL. Up the bloody was yet again. <laughs> I'm not, it's not getting old. It's not getting old each Monday saying this, baby. The Warriors are now third on the ladder, ladies and gentlemen, in the NRL. Uh, plenty of other stories going on as well. I'll quickly just get through this was thing, okay? Mm. Give Webster coach of the year. Right now, yep. um, there's no yep. one else that can even hold a candle to what he's been able to do with the NRL's you know year on year underperforming side. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Johnson is playing footy that is remarkable. I was hoping for the Knights to get up over the Storm, and they did. So now the Warriors yep. sit equal with the Knights, Raiders, and the Storm. But their points mm-hmm. differential for the Warriors is the third best in the competition. Okay, so. There you go. Uh, he, they sit there behind the Panthers and the Broncos. Let's talk about the Sharks, though. Well, mate, you predicted this. You said, I think they're going to be, go down a slippery pole, and, and they are. And the game against Manly, they almost pulled off, which would have been one of the most remarkable comebacks of all time, five tries, tries in a row mm. to come back. Uh, but Manly hanging on 30-26, to 26, and the Sharks on the slide. Yeah, I think, you know, Pen- Penrith have, I think because of some of the crazy stories in other teams this year and probably a bit of Penrith fatigue, I'd imagine, that mm-hmm. people are forgetting that how good the Panthers are going. 
because yeah. um, they also won yesterday, forty-four to eighteen with the Sharks. I don't think I'm the only person that was kind of th- expecting them to really yep. fall off, but they've now lost to a top uh, bottom eight side. Mm. You look at the table right now, and I'm sorry to give, give this to you, Sharkies fans, but like even for the Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs are sitting ninth. Okay, they're yep. a far better side than what they've been playing as of late. A bit of shine's worn off them. Mm-hmm. The Knights are sitting in tenth on twenty-three points, along with the Sea Eagles. Now, the top eight is Eels on 24 points along with the Rabbitohs. That's a precarious yep. position. Cowboys, mm-hmm. Sharks on 26. Now, I think the Cowboys are just going to keep keep on going. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think that the Rabbitohs are going to sneak into that top eight and take that position away because the Sharks really? will fall. Ooh, I think okay. the Sharks are going to fall because if one team has to drop out for another get in, obviously, the Sharks run home as this. they got Panthers next week. Mm-hmm. Panthers are going to beat them. Then they've got to play the Rabbitohs, which could essentially be playing for the top eight spot. Yep. Then they go out against the Titans. And then they've got the Cowboys, Knights, Raiders, all of which will have something to play for to move themselves up into the top eight in terms of that the Knights. That is a tough, tough run home, that. Or staying the eight. They're, they're, they're in trouble mm. at the yeah. moment um, for the Sharkies. I, I want to show you this before we wrap it up because I was telling the producer, Dan, about this. This is a bet that I put on a multi, uh, okay. I think it was about a month ago, maybe more. Uh, and it was predicting the top eight okay. for uh, like positions in the eight for the NRL. And this yep. is what I put down uh, a while back. It's actually even longer back, actually. Um, but I put in the top four. I left Panrith out because I think they're just such a foregone conclusion to be top. Yep. Top four, I had Brisbane Broncos, Melbourne Storm, New Zealand Warriors. Wow. And then to make up the rest of the eight, I have North Queensland Cowboys, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Raiders and Parramatta Eels. The latter right now, the only Oof. thing ruining it is the Sharks are in there and the Rabbitohs are not. So That, that, could, that could easily switch around. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, Shad Stradamus may be back on track again there, Shane. You, you might be going to Europe a, bit, a little bit longer than you thought. Yeah, if I'd put more <laughs> money on it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for Afternoon Sport for your Monday, Arvo. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Check out on the socials as well, Afternoon Sport. Um, and big, before we go, though, a big thank you to our sponsors. A fantastic sponsor, Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.